Welcome to Carve Your Own Fucking Path podcast, a podcast about kick-ass women who found the clarity and courage to carve their own path. I'm Willow, your host, transformation coach, and NLP practitioner. Each episode, I'll share personal stories alongside candid interviews with women who have boldly stepped into the unknown. Expect to hear juicy topics, messy truths, and extraordinary journeys. My hope is to inspire your inner risk taker to stop overthinking and start taking action towards carving your own path. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the podcast, Carve Your Own Fucking Path. Today, I have Robin Finney. She's a writer, nomad, international speaker, model, and ant extraordinaire on a mission to do photo shoots in countries all over the world. Can you just give us a little bit of an intro and your past life, as I like to call it? Tell us what path were you on? Yes, absolutely. So that pretty much sums up where I'm at, but I'm also, I like to say I'm multi, there's a term multi-potentialite where it's people who they have like multiple um, avenues and different skills or talents or jobs. It's Mm -hmm. not like they fit into one category. So I kind of feel like that's where I'm at because it's been really great to know that because before that I felt very scattered Mm -hmm. and thought that I had to just identify it all as one thing. And then I started meeting people and learned that there's so many people out there who have differences like this. So it's been really yep. great. And just with, with my past life, I've been traveling the world for the past year and a half, solo travel. Before that, I was in a corporate marketing job for 11 years. And I worked for the same company that entire time. I was just continued to stay with them. And I always had kind of in the back of my mind, this dream of traveling the world and being a nomad, kind of what I'm doing now, exploring and experiencing different places and to help in the interim during all the years before I even got to this point, I had a work to travel mentality. So basically I would work, save my money up and go travel Mm -hmm. and go to different places and different countries And it just got to a point where I wanted to travel more than work at my set nine to five job. I know the feeling. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I wanted to mention that I heard you on a podcast. It was called When to Jump. Life has been very different for you. I think since then you were talking about this jumping off point from what you're speaking about is, you know, this long term committed job, I guess you could call it. And, um, you know, but having big dreams of other things, but not necessarily knowing when to jump exactly. I don't know if there's ever like the perfect time, right? So I really connected with your story when I heard you on that podcast and been following you ever since. Yeah, that was a year ago. Okay, It's it's interesting to see just all that's kind of transpired since then. And even within two years, and now almost three years, I guess, in January, I it'll be three years since I read the book when to jump. And Mm -hmm. it's actually reading that gave me the courage to kind of take the next steps towards making this jump because I just, I found a mutual understanding and connection with all of these stories of different people who were making changes in their life. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them were unconventional changes. And so it showed me that I wasn't alone or that, and that I wasn't crazy. Yeah. Um, it's, so it's, I think it helps yeah. to have other people who can you can relate to. I was just going to ask about that because, you know, clarity is the first step, 
in a lot of this. You know, you can have some clarity about what you what you want, but then it's that it's then the courage that follows it up. So that would that book have been your moment of clarity? It was part of that. I kind of I had had prior to that about six about six months prior. I was on a meditation retreat. And that was kind of the first moment that I got a hit and an insight that I was playing it safe in life and Mm -hmm. that it was time for me to quit my job. And so I kind of had, I planted the seed about six months prior and then it was, I still wasn't making the changes. And then I read that book and then it was kind of like, okay, you, you can do this. Why are you? Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, there's going to be fear associated when you're making any kind of big change in life. Right. And it was just encouraging to read others um, who had gone through similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I know, I know the feeling as well of um, feeling alone in it and not connecting to where you're at culturally, you know, which again, for me as well as the United States and friends and, and, you know, people that are familiar for a long time and things, but I just, whenever I started traveling, uh, solo as well, things totally shifted. And I'm like, I just want something different. And, but that feeling of isolation in it and, you know, what's wrong with me? I don't know if you ask those same questions, you know, yes. if you yeah. question yourself, did you feel like you needed permission from somebody or to make this big decision? Yes. I, well, one, I felt so, it's so interesting because I've gone through a lot of deep inner work Um, the past several Mm -hmm. years. And I used to look at it like seeking permission from others, like I needed that validation in order to move forward. And what I realized was, as I've, the more I've traveled and just allowed myself to experience more and basically break open myself, Mm -hmm. and kind of start again, in many ways, I realized that the permission I needed was from myself. It's a big one. And it's all yeah. is subconscious. It is. And it's, um, yeah, it's very, it's an internal battle in many ways. And mm-hmm. I think when we're in that moment, um, we're going through those experiences. We think that something's wrong or we think that we're unique and we're the only ones dealing with it. And in reality, it's everybody's dealing with some kind of internal, I don't know if it's a battle for everyone, but I think mm-hmm. at some point in life, we all kind of go through an identity shift and take a step back and start questioning things about our life and looking at it differently. Mm-hmm. And you did this at a pretty young age, I have to say. <laughs> I mean, you just turned 35. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. And, you know, to, to be in a job for that long, and I think taking that bold move is, is huge. And so I commend you for that. It takes a lot of courage. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say at a young age, because I, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I, I would meet like when I was traveling, I would meet a lot of like 20 somethings or I would say like, Oh, why didn't I oh, do yeah. this when I was in my twenties? <laughs> and now that I'm where I'm at in my life, I know that it had to happen in my thirties because mm-hmm. I feel like when you're in your thirties, that's when you're becoming more self-aware and owning who you are and what mm-hmm. you want. And so, so it's kind of, in some ways I felt like I was, I had the question of like, oh, am I too old to do this? Which now is silly. Cause I'm like, thirties are not old, 
But no, three years but... ago when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, am I too old to be doing this? <laughs> I'm wondering if you got this, if you get this response from people a lot, people that you know, or people that you may not know, but that they wished they could do what you're doing. You know, if they, if you had insecurities about what you, what you just said, that you're too old to be doing this, do you get a lot of people at saying that they wish that they could do or have the courage to do what, what you're doing? I do. I get there's, there's few people that will actually say they wish they were doing what I'm doing or they'll be like, oh, your life is so glamorous or it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And the most I get, though, is the courage. People saying, mm -hmm. I wish I had the courage to do what you're doing. And I think for them, a lot of times you can look at somebody's life and, and there's aspects of their life that you wish that you had and that you could embody. And it's not that you're wanting their life per se but it's almost like a mirror back to you. And so in that way, it's when you're looking at somebody doing something else, it's like you're, you're craving that courage that it takes to make those steps and, mm -hmm. or to take those steps and move forward. Do you feel like you are courageous? I do. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, at times when I would get that comment, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know, I don't yep. know if I'm courageous, but now <laughs> The longer I do it um, and the longer that I've been away from having a set like nine to five job, I can definitely feel the courage and mm -hmm. acknowledge myself for that. Okay. I'm curious if you, now that you're doing, you're living a nomadic life, pretty much the last year and a half, roughly, right? Yes. Okay. Is it some, so I don't know if you're a big planner. I'm the opposite. I'm somewhat addicted to the unknown. Oh, absolutely. I'm so, so okay. Bad. So yeah. you're, so you don't necessarily plan everything out. You're just like, no, I'm going to just to give a little glimpse to people I'm leaving yeah. on Sunday and I'm flying to Spain and I'm ringing the new year in Tunisia and I have no plans. I haven't booked <laughs> where I'm staying yet. Love it. And that's five days from now. So <laughs> I'm very much, um, yeah. yeah, I'm a dreamer. I'm a visionary. And I've always believed that it's going to come together. Mm -hmm. And I find for me and my, just my personality, I find that there's so much beauty in the unknown. Mm -hmm. And, and I do, there are certain things like I, now I'm at the point where I don't like to show up places without at least having a place to stay book in advance. Yes. Um, sometimes I am booking it right when I'm landing mm -hmm. in the city. And then the rest, I just like showing up places and asking the people who know it the best, the people who live there, the locals and asking them like, what do you enjoy? What do you like? What should I see? And I just meet so many people that way. And, and you can, you can totally meet people the same if you're a planner and it's like, you have it all together. Um, mm -hmm. but it's just, I'm learning, I've learned throughout this process and that's part of the, my growth development has been owning that part of me that enjoys the spontaneity of just showing up somewhere mm -hmm. and trusting that the universe is going to take care of me and provide for me. Is this something that's been deep inside you for, for a long time, forever? And then you're just now acknowledging it and like you said, honoring it? Or is it something that's developed ever since you took the leap? I think I've noticed it more since I've taken the leap. And I think it's something that's always been within me. I just mm -hmm. haven't given myself permission to experience it. In the past, I would make myself wrong about mm -hmm. like this lifestyle. And I 
that was part of my battle when I finally quit my corporate job. And I traveled for eight months in 2018 and without looking for a job and without taking on everything. And I had to battle with leaving the nine to five structured American life and letting all of that go. And I had to, I was battling with that for a while. Like, oh, I've got to find something that's a little more secure or I can't do this on my own or I want to do this, but can I do it? And it was just like a, it was a big internal battle that I had to go through. It's a rewiring essentially. Yeah. I think because I remember on a Monday and Monday is a very distinct feeling that I had. Um, I wasn't in corporate for that long, but I, my last real job was in corporate America pretty much and lived for the weekends, you know, Monday blues, that whole thing. And I remember after I moved abroad into Portugal, I was surfing on a Monday and I was like, Oh my God, it's a beautiful day. Perfect outside. And I, but I realized it was a Monday and I couldn't enjoy myself because I had the guilt. Mm. And it, but now that's long gone. It definitely right. <laughs> um, it goes fades, away. Yep. but I just thought, yeah, we're just so wired, you know, a certain way and it's cultural. It's something that takes a while. I think consciously, again, to give yourself permission to do it differently. Yeah, um, it I, does. You know, so I was going to ask as well. So when you quit your job, did you have any plan for the next steps or was it just, okay, I know you booked a ticket to a one way to Australia. Mm -hmm. Did you have anything else set up? Like, did you think I'm giving myself this much time? I'm just curious about like the financial side of things. Cause a lot of people think it's so expensive to travel. I don't right. know if you agree, but it's actually much less. It can be much less. Right. Did you have any ideas for how you would earn an income on the road or did you just put that aside? So I kind of, when I left my job, I didn't have a lot in savings, um, and I, I think I had maybe $500 in savings and then oh my I God. had about <laughs> one month's pay and then my company ended up giving me my quarterly bonus. Okay. So, so I had like, I don't know how much, maybe five or $6,000 to start. Mm. And, and then I, I went to Australia and then I had, I already had plans to go to Thailand mm -hmm. and I knew that cheaper. It's cheaper, right? Your dollar will stretch further there. So I did that. And then I came back to the States about seven, eight weeks later. And I was clear first weekend, I was clear that this is what I wanted to do. And I was living mm. that. So, so then I sold my car and I was living off of that for a while. Okay. And I gave myself when I first started, I was like, I'm not taking on any jobs. I just want to break. Mm -hmm. I, I was kind of burned out and I just was like, ah, I just want to travel and experience life. And I felt so much freedom in that. And mm -hmm. I think the freedom, it wasn't because I was giving up responsibility to not having a job or anything, but the freedom was that I was honoring what I had set out to do in the beginning. And so it was yeah. like giving myself permission to not work because I had mm -hmm. it in my head that I had to work. And so once I did that, then I came back and I, I gave myself a timeline and then I came back in January and that's when I was like, okay, now I know I've been living this and now what can I do to sustain it so that I can continue doing it? So mm -hmm. then I started, that's when I really started into seeking different opportunities and looking at like, what do I want to build on my own? Did you ever see yourself as an entrepreneur? When I started the journey, I did not. I really had no clear vision, though, because I also didn't see myself going back to working in a traditional job. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't quite 
certain on that. I, just, I kept getting connected with um, coaches and it's like, I kind of, it's in a way it's like the law of attraction. My coach likes to call it law of awareness, which I like that because I kind of look at nice. it like you're whatever it is that you're, you're looking at in per in life. It's, it's even to the point where it's like, if you're dating somebody and they drive a white car, you start seeing white cars everywhere. Yep. And so exactly. I started seeing coaches and meeting coaches everywhere. Mm. And I started seeing that there's different, I was like, Oh, this is a different Avenue. I've, I had had a coach um, before I was working with a coach and I'd never really seen myself doing that, but I kept finding myself kind of connecting to them. That kind of opened up something new for me mm -hmm. and allowed me to start seeing that there are different ways of living and different ways of traveling. And I met different nomads who were business owners and that kind of, it kind of planted a seed within me and showed me like, Oh, you, you can build a business. You have everything you need within you. Just what mm -hmm. is it that you want to build? Yeah. You keep bringing up like trusting and yes. trusting that things will work out. Has the feeling, I'm just thinking in the past, again, your past life. And when you would look at your life, I'm just curious what that looked like. I know you were planning trips. Sounds like every chance you could. Yes. And then now what is the feeling? What's the difference when you look ahead? Yeah. The difference now is so before when I was working to travel, I would place so many expectations on my trips and think every trip, I would think that is the trip that's going to solve all my problems. Mm. And wow. then I would come back defeated because it wasn't the case. And, and then I would have to plan another trip in order to have something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And now that I've been on this experience for a year and a half, it's really allowed me to, to be more present to where I am, no matter where I am. So, mm -hmm. cause before I would be, I would be in Dallas and I would be so antsy and, and not enjoying my life. I would be miserable because all I was thinking about was travel. And now I'm like, it's, it's beautiful because I, I'm able to like, even this week, um, for Christmas, I decided to take advantage of having a place to myself for a week. And so I chose to stay here rather than going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's learning to honor my needs wherever I am and know that I can live a full life no matter where I am. Yes, mm -hmm. I love travel and it opens up new experiences for me. And I can still find that same level of curiosity when I'm present and aware. Mm -hmm. That's huge. I love that because it's, uh, again, I've, I've had a similar you know, experience of if travel would feed this curiosity, but also trying to, again, fix things that weren't working right. um, and distract from from things and not necessarily being present because I hate to say it's not real life because it can be real life. Now you're living proof of that, you know, I think, um, but then being comfortable wherever this quote, wherever you go, there you are. Yes. I'm a, I remember hearing that when I was pretty young in my early twenties and I always had a, a new boyfriend or new job or new place to live. I was always changing my external in search or in hopes that it would fix whatever was going on, whatever problems were there. And then when I heard that, it was kind of a wake up call. Okay. The key is to be okay, wherever right. you are, but it sounds like what you, what you've given yourself is the freedom and the permission. And I think that's honoring yourself ultimately. So through that, I, I don't know if all your problems have been solved, right? <laughs> through it's, this, I feel like it's never ending. 
I feel like we're always <laughs> up leveling ourselves. Yeah. Um, it's like once you get one thing figured out or worked out, then there's the next thing. Um, right. <laughs> and now I'm so grateful that I have all of these tools so that I can be prepared for whatever it is that comes my way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting you said that about that quote, because what's been on my mind lately, and I'm actually, I'm going to write a blog post about this because I've been thinking about that quote, not all who wander are lost. Mm, yeah. And a good one. lately the subtitle for me or the, the sub phrase or whatever you want to call it is, and it's okay if you are. Yeah. <laughs> because what I realized is I was, yeah. I mean, it took me a good year to be comfortable with this lifestyle. And in many ways I, I was like chasing a new identity, even though that identity was with me the whole time, I was on this journey and just really trying to uncover and figure out who, who I am away Mm -hmm. from my past life that I had been living. Mm -hmm. And so I think even then, I think it's okay to know that even if you are on a journey and you're not quite sure of where you're going, it's perfectly okay to be Mm -hmm. in that place. Being able to admit that and say, I really don't know is empowering. I feel like in, in for yourself and others, because we're a bit obsessed with where is this going to lead or what's, or what's next? Like you have one kid, people are like, when are you having the second one? It's like, we're, we're always chasing the next thing in life. Mm -hmm. And I think it does, it comes back to that being present to wherever you are, whatever life has for you and being okay with it at all stages. Well, I'm curious about love on the road now that you've chosen this lifestyle. Yeah, it's so interesting because you were the first person who's ever asked me this question. Really? Um, Because I haven't haven't really dated much of my life and I've been very independent and single. And I think think in the past I've given out this vibe to where my parents don't even ask that (laughs) I'm just like, nope, I'm on my own. I got this. I don't Mm -hmm. need anyone. I've always said that if I meet someone great and if not, I'm not going to go looking for them because I believe that you're complete on your own Mm -hmm. no matter what. And however, at the same time, it's also nice to have someone. And I actually, I did meet someone when I was in Morocco um, on a photo shoot Mm. and a few months ago, and it was the least likely place I would ever expect to meet someone. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, so I'm, it- I'm still, yeah, still, um, entertaining that and seeing what that oh. looks like. So. <laughs> that's fun. And again, yeah. like you said, you, you were not expecting it and that's when it happens. Well, that's what right. they say. And it's like, I was in my element. I was doing what I love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it too, is oftentimes, and I don't think there's, there's not a right or wrong way. It's like, if you really want to be with someone and you choose online dating or, Mm-hmm. however you go about it, um, do whatever works for you. And I'd, I had always heard in the past, it's like when you're doing what you love, that's when you'll attract. And I never yeah. believed it because I was always very cynical, I think, about that. And then I, yeah, I met somebody doing something I loved and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, maybe there is something to that. Well, it, it makes sense, you know, again, with the law of attraction or awareness, it's when you're fully present and enjoying yourself and in your element, like you said, it's, it's a vibration Yes, and it, and it, it does attract people, yep. hopefully the right kind of people. Yes. 
So I want before I want to talk about your photo shoots and, and everything you're doing now. Um, but before that, I wanted to touch on something that you recently wrote about. You said it was this is your most vulnerable, open, and difficult blog post that you ever wrote. It's called an, an open letter about faith, religion, and freedom. And I'm just curious. We talked a lot about courage and clarity. I just found it to be extremely courageous what you wrote about and revealing that side. Yeah, I'm happy to happy to talk about that. That was part of I think my battle that I was going through. And this even started before my journey. I started just kind of questioning how I was raised and um, taught to believe in terms mm-hmm. of religion. I, I started taking a step back from that and asking myself what, okay, I've been conditioned this way. I appreciate my family and my parents and those who have instilled that level of faith and belief in my life. And at the same time, I had never really taken a step back and looked at it like, okay, here's one way. Now, is there another way? And if so, what is that way? And that's been part of my journey too, is kind of dissecting that and allowing myself to go there because I that was part of it with writing that blog post. It was very vulnerable for me because I felt in many ways that I was living life as a chameleon. I would show up and just be the person people wanted me to be or who I thought they wanted me to be just so I could fit in, not cause drama, Mm -hmm. not cause conflict. It was, it was for myself to just step out and just say, this is, this is where I've been and this is who I am. And I, I can't lie to myself anymore. And it was, right. I was so blown away by the response that I was met from it. And mm-hmm. I had so many people reach out to me and say, I completely relate to this. I have a very similar background. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you for saying it. Or I have, I feel the same way yet. I don't have the courage to step Mm -hmm. forward and I acknowledge you for doing that. And so it was really eye opening for me on that level. That's huge, isn't it? And you think, God, what if I didn't write this? Right. You know, what if I held back? And if you can connect with one person, it seems worth it. Yeah. And I think that's how I feel every time I write is I say, Mm -hmm. if I can only connect with one person, Mm -hmm. there's somebody out there who's meant to hear this message. And I feel the same like this with like raw authentic conversations mm-hmm. it's like sometimes you're having the conversation and you think who's going to listen to this and there is there's somebody out there who needs to hear this conversation pretty amazing time to be alive yes <laughs> as well yeah. you know being able to share all this and so I think yeah a good segue is you know to what you've created and what you're currently creating with all of the different things with your blog and your international photo shoots I mean the photo shoots are something really unique I love that you're honoring this side that you you've wanted to model. I was just reading, you know, in your early 20s, you had this dream of becoming a model and then it didn't you didn't get on, I think it was America's <laughs> America's Next Top, top model. model. Yeah. That was <laughs> it was such a last minute spontaneous thing that I did. It's great. Um, <laughs> I love that you tried. But I was like, um, hey, why not? And and that you didn't let this, you know, let that just fade. So if you could talk a little bit about your photo shoots, you are extremely photogenic, by the way. Oh, thank you. It's yeah. interesting because I in the past my senior, like even my senior year in high school, I hired a photographer to do a photo shoot with me for my senior photos. And this was before, I think now it's, it's more common for kids to do, um, photo shoots before they graduate. Mm-hmm. But when I graduated, it was, 
the traditional like drape and pearls and headshot type photo. <laughs> and I yeah. wanted, I wanted to do a photo shoot. And when I was traveling, I was going to the city of Mexico and I saw how colorful it was. And I thought, Oh, that would be a really cool place to do a photo shoot. And I found a local photographer. So at first it just started out as just something I wanted to do for fun. And mm-hmm. during the experience, I saw how much it lit up the people who, that I was working with. So Mm. the stylist who did my makeup and the photographer and, and it really opened and sparked something within me. And I thought, you know, this is a really cool way to one experience other, another culture is by hiring local and allowing them to take you to their favorite places and tell you the stories behind the places and why they love them. And then also learn about their own journey and and why they chose to be where they are today. And several of the photographers I worked with had, they've had previous jobs before. Like the photographer I worked with in Paris this past summer, he was a nurse for I think over a decade, but he always loved photography. And then he finally pursued that full time. And now he has this full blown fashion Mm. photography business. Incredible. And so it's been really cool to just meet the people behind the scenes and also embody their culture. And so I started doing that. And then the more I did it, the more I realized that it's an even bigger mission than that. Uh, While the photos are cool and I love doing it, it's fun, like getting dressed up and and playing for me the my why for doing it is so that I can connect with the people behind the scenes and then tell their story so people can connect more with the culture and also shine a light on these places where I travel and show people that the world is not a scary place and I believe in the higher good and humanity yes bad things Mm -hmm. happen but I believe that there's more good in this world I also believe that the energy you put out is the energy that you'll attract Mm -hmm. and so if you're When you're traveling and you're showing respect to the cultures where you are and showing a genuine interest in learning about it, I feel that that will just come back to you and just goodness. I think we all have a belief system, you know, around things. And, and it's interesting that people that come out of the woodwork with their fear, you know, every, I feel like that same sort of input, you know, of don't go there. It's, what are you thinking? My mom, for example, same thing. She's, oh my, you're going where? Right. Actually, most of the time it's lack of experience. So I'm sure you've inspired many people. I mean, it's been inspirational to watch your journey so far, uh, you know, just this last year. Now that you're, you have a full on business that you're running now with photo shoots, you're designing them for other people. Yes. Creating them in different cities throughout the world. And then you're also doing retreats. Talk a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm leading my first international retreat in May in Spain. And exciting. the premise or the, the whole reason I'm doing it is to support people who want to solo travel and they're not ready to do it on their own. Because mm-hmm. I found that so many people will, they'll, see what I'm doing. And they're like, Oh, that's so courageous. I don't know that I could never do that. And yet they have a desire to travel and they may not have people in their life who want to travel. And so it's creating an experience for people to come along. And then through throughout the, the trip, we'll, I'll give them different challenges and it's all about like gaining confidence and being comfortable with the uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, just learning to trust yourself and also the goodness 
um, in humanity. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I led, I co-led my first retreat in November um, in the States and it was really, really exciting mm. and a great experience. And then also just um, being in the moment, it showed me like, oh, I can do this. And it's something I want to do. That's the key, right? Right. You can, you have to experience it. And then you have a word. I'm curious about this as well, because um, we're all setting intentions now yes. for 2020. You have a challenge coming up about a word of the year. Yeah. So I've never I, heard this before. I realized several, I've been doing this for several years now where I will pick a word to define my year. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I would be somebody, I'm a list maker. And so I would list like all these resolutions and things I was going to do. And as most resolutions happen, they fall away after a few weeks. A lot of times it's like we have all these hopes and ambitions and we forget all of the patterns that we have in our life or habits. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's just going to change overnight. Life happens and we don't always have the knowledge or tools to move our resolutions or goals forward. And so I found that a word is actually the glue that holds your resolutions together. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like setting, you're setting an intention for how you want your year to go. And it becomes like almost a subconscious reflection in your mind. Like this year, my word was serendipitous abundance. It was words, (laughs) two words. I love Um, that. But it's been cool because it's shown (laughs) up for me in experiences and the people that I meet and getting like podcast interviews or speaking Mm -hmm. opportunities or different things that I necessarily didn't know was going to happen, but I had this intention. I feel like it keeps, helps you keep you grounded and it carries you through the year. Okay. This is one of my favorite questions. What scares the shit out of you and excites you at the same time currently? (laughs) That's so funny you say that because I feel like it's everything I'm working on right now with my business, (laughs) launching a course or launching a retreat. It's like, I'm so excited about this retreat and I've been talking Mm -hmm. about it for months and I haven't launched the dates yet because it it scares and excites me at the same time. It's, it's almost like you're, it's, you're standing on the edge and I like, I I jumped off a cliff in um, when I was in Morocco and Mm -hmm. it was terrifying and I almost talked myself out of it many times. And then finally I just took the leap And after I did it, I was like, oh my goodness, that was so exciting. And so I feel like it's, that's anything in life is when you're putting yourself out there and creating something new, even if it seems like something so simple as launching a course or announcing a retreat, it's still, you're, you're standing on the edge of something. I wouldn't discount it. It's a huge deal. Partly like here I am. And then the follow through. Right. It's about keeping yourself accountable. Exactly. Being accountable to yourself. And that is very scary because it's easy way to step back and, and not be seen. And you clearly want to be seen. Right. It's interesting too, because I think a lot of people may expect my answer to be something with travel. And Mm. I often Mm -hmm. say it's easier for me to show up in a, a country where I don't know anybody and I don't know what I'm doing. It's easier for me to do that than it is to launch something. Cause for yep. me, it's more internal. 
Mm -hmm. You're really putting yourself out there. You're offering so many different things for people. I want people to get in touch with you or be able to follow you on Instagram. So if you could just sort of shout out some of the ways people can find you online. Yes, absolutely. So my Instagram website, Facebook is all the same. It's wandering ant and that's A-U-N-T. That's easy. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about you being an auntie, which is clearly a huge part of your life as well. It is. It's yeah, I have four nieces and a nephew. I wanted to include them in, in my travels. So. Have they I'm not sure of the ages exactly, but have they said anything to you like I wanna I wanna do what you're doing, I wanna be like you when I grow up? Yeah, my um my fourteen year old niece, I told her years ago that when she turned sixteen I would take her on an international trip. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing, oh that's two years away. Um, <laughs> but she told me the other day, she said you know, she was like, I'm Sagittarius. And she said, Sagittarius, we're adventurous. And I think I'm going to be adventurous and travel like you. I'm, I'm a new auntie of six Thanks. months. And it's been it's such a game changer. I had no idea that it would be such a deep connection and everything else. And so I don't live in the States, you know, full time. So that's been difficult, you know, miss these moments. But at the same time, I think being able to live true to who you are is also pretty important and for them to see people living differently and how you want to. Yes. And and that's so. what I always say is I want to show, I call them my littles and I want to mm-hmm. show them that they can live life however they would like. It doesn't have to be like the way that society defines it. Amen. Thank you, Robin, for joining the podcast and find Robin at Wandering Ant on Instagram and her website at wanderingant.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. As always, my mission is to help light the fire under your ass to go out there and carve your own path. I truly believe you owe it to yourself to be courageous and unapologetic about what you really want. So I want you to subscribe where you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what you hear and want help finding clarity in your own life, I'm also available for private coaching and would absolutely love to hear from you. So send me a message on Instagram at carveyourown.path. And if you want to share your story or know someone you think would make a good fit, let me know. Cheers to carving your own fucking path, ladies.